Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Sam Eckerman. He's uh, on the line, and I wanted to talk a little bit of NRL this morning, so Brian went and found me the best man to do it. G'day, Sammy, how are you? Um, well, Louis, mate, listen, you don't want my tip. The last horse I picked uh, a few years ago is still running, so you don't, you don't want mine, mate. I'm, um, I am a, uh, an absolute black spot to, uh, to, a tipping, <laughs> to a tipping comp. Okay, you're a stain on the the you're a stain on the doorstep of uh, tipping. That's Mate, that's I, fine. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. Someone else's money, obviously. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, let, let's just say that I respect the audience of uh, SCNZ far too much to uh, to drag them down into my wire. <laughs> and they you, and they you. Hey, um, look, we've been talking this morning quite a bit actually about rugby's inevitable foray into the States and they're kind of signposting that they're going to change Super Rugby again and um, they would love to have an, an American team. The, the NRL, Peter Volandes, he is desperate to crack this American market because he is thinking big time. He's thinking like superstardom and, and how much money that the market could happen. Just as a, as a top level, what's been your take on this foray of the, the overball codes trying to get into the American market? I am just skeptical because I know how crusted, rusted on their sports fandom is and it's just such a saturated market as it is that I'm pretty skeptical. What about you? Well, for the general rule of thumb is that Americans aren't massive on sports that they can't very quickly be quote-unquote world champions of, like the Super Bowl, mm. right? You, you, you win the Super Bowl, you're the world champions of football. You win the you win the NBA, you're the world champions, that type of thing. Rugby league and rugby will have that against them forever, and that's the hard thing, and that's why uh, seeing a, a, uh, an American team do well in, say, uh, sevens rugby at the Olympics would be massive uh, in that regard, to being opening the do- door to the other overball codes. But you've got to keep this in perspective. You, these sports aren't going to crack the market as in become a player alongside the major sports. By cracking the American market, if you become a popular niche sport, as you know, with the, aiming more at, at soccer than, uh, than American football, then you can make an incredible living for yourself and uh, it can drive audience numbers up, marketing, uh, the advertising dollars, everything. So getting you, getting yourself in there somehow to a level that even if you're just popular in, in a certain section of the States, then that is fantastic. I think both sports have the ability to, and obviously as I, I love both both codes. I honestly believe rugby league's got a better chance uh, than than rugby does. Rugby sports uh, rules rather confuse passionate rugby fans, right? How, <laughs> how are you going to take that to the Americans and then try to sell them uh, on all this when rugby league has got uh, a, a level of collision that is generally accepted to be higher than that of uh, of of rugby union, and the rules are a little simpler. 
uh, in that regard too. So I think rugby league's got a good chance. But I, I, honestly, I would I would love to spend just one day, one hour, even Louis, just to be able to see through Peter Valandi's eyes and the and the and the way that he <laughs> views the world is so different uh, than the rest of us. But he just presumes everything he does is going to be this huge elaborate success. And you know, fair play to him. I'm stoked with this Vegas round concept. It's the right idea. It's um it's not going to pay fruit in the uh, the first couple of years. But why not? But why not do something that leads itself to being a a, a tourist attraction to take fans over, get an excuse to go on a, a on a, a start season uh, trip away and to build something and, and having uh, connections with people like Russell Crowe, uh, Hugh Jackman, massive Manly fan, that type of thing. These stars that can be there and say, yeah, go on the talk shows and go, yeah, yeah, you got to go see this and do that. It, why not? You have to give it a crack. It's not going to revolutionise um, the sport in a huge way, but you've got to try. You, you have to do something. And if you look for an overseas market where rugby league or rugby isn't thriving, the the percentage play has got to be the America, America right? Maybe potentially even South America have really wanted to head that way, but America seems like the best play. Doesn't look like it's going to kick off in Asia or the, or the subcontinent in a uh, in a huge concept. It's it's that those aren't the the type of sports that they necessarily gravitate to. But you know, if money's to be made internationally, the states is the place for it. I think you're right, and I think it's for that reason it's worth to throw out the stumps. I mean, every one of these codes has tried to expand. Like um, uh, AFL had a crack at Wellington, AFL had a crack at China um, in the Asian markets, and it, it hasn't quite paid divvy, um, well, not at all, to be honest. I think it's worth a go. The NRL just seems to have so much going on, and you kind of get these stories about expansion teams, and you get stories about where these games are going, and squad sizes, all the stuff. I, I um, that it's it's quite a, it's almost like a soap opera in itself, and I know people have described it that uh, previously. What have you made of the preseason as a whole? Are you is it quiet? Have I been under a rock? Is this usual? Are we? Are we? Do we have the storylines to whip up a frenzy before Look, the first game kicks off? Louis, what are you doing? I'm just sticking some wood to touch somewhere. It's been a quiet preseason. Let us have one. Just one, mate. Just one preseason without someone being arrested or something insane happening. Look, that said, we are shipping. You know what about? Uh, 70 football players to uh, Las Vegas yes. <laughs> to start, yeah, yeah. To start yeah. the season. So Perfect the, the, idea. Yeah. The preseason is but young. But look, it, it has been a relatively uh, quiet preseason in that regard. Like, for example, like, even the rule changes. It's just one rule change now around uh, around line dropouts. And, and that's it. To encourage more short line dropouts, uh, instead of it being a penalty, it's now just a, a play-the-ball uh, scenario. So it's, it's going to make for... Um, a slight adjustment to that rule, but in general, it's, it's just a continuation on. Nothing was broken, so they didn't need to, to fix anything. The, the big off-season discussions have really been around um, uh, coaching structures for New South Wales, what that means for the Kiwis, and what um, and the the worry is just trucking along nicely. And I've I've got to say, all reports I'm hearing out of uh, the Warriors camp, and we will preface this right: every team in the NRL is unbeaten. In right? <laughs> right. No, no one, no, no, no one's, no one's struggling when it comes to the, oh. uh, the you know, the, hey, the, Sam, the, those levels. Can I just, quick, can I just quickly inquire: how many, um, how many reports of uh, underwhelming preseason training? So, who hasn't been training the house down? Do we have those? Do we have those stats? Who hasn't been training the house down? Oh, I'm going to go with the dragons as a guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they're just, just, just a rabble that lot. But listen, yeah, ex- this is my point. But I've been speaking to uh, quite a few people uh, involved in the Warriors preseason, people who uh, generally call spade a spade. And put this way, how's preseason going? Often it's like, yeah, good, yeah, good. But what I've got from multiple people 
is this. They say, I don't remember a better one. The people who usually say, yeah, yeah, it's good, going well, going well. Uh, they're talking about, and the, and, the, and the reason is, the buy-in from the players is supposed to be next level as far as what the Warriors have had previously. Mm. Now, after the season they've had, why wouldn't you? Right? Yes, it's a settled correct. squad. Why, why wouldn't you buy in? You, the, the hard work you did last preseason paid off. Right? It got you into a place that this club has not been for a very, very long time. So you would imagine that there would be buy-in. But uh, having a, a, a settled preseason uh, with a, the head coach has now got a, another season under his belt, yes, everything should be fizzing at the stage. If, if, if preseason was going bad, it would be concerning. But it's not um, people standing on um, chairs, beating their chests, screaming, it's our year or any of that jazz, right? This is just that everybody feels hooked into what it is. And that's the, the, the beauty of the consistency that Warriors have with their squad. Even even taking their new faces, quote unquote, Louis, with their new faces. Roger Tuivasa-Shek and Chanel Harris-Tavita in particular, they know the drill. They've been there. They know success. They know, I've played international footy. Roger's been the, the Dally M, the golden boot. He's done it all. Uh, and then you can chuck in another one, and Kurt Capewell, who, is, uh, who has had success littered throughout his career. He's a veteran, and he's uh, settled in very well by all accounts. Uh, he's a to- he talks when he needs to. Uh, I had the comparison made kind of like halfway through a Michael Luck and a uh, Simon Mannering style of, of um, verbal leadership. So he doesn't talk for the sake of it, uh, but when he talks, uh, it's usually worth listening to. So uh, great to hear been... that he's settling in well. Okay, so everything's going too well is what I'm hearing. Have we been shafted yeah, by course. the draw or a travel schedule or anything yet? Have we been, if, if they tried to, if they, you know, if they've given us some referees to, you know, they've told we, we're not allowed to win, where are the conspiracies? Oh, look, they'll, they'll come. They'll come thick and fast. But but basically, the, the draw is not a terrible one. I, don't, I have no problems with the uh, with the Warriors' draw. I love that they start with a Friday night home game. And I'll tell you what as well, just in case it hasn't um, been brought up to uh, to everyone's attention, uh, with Sky, uh, obviously, owns the right through it. They've clearly seen what's going on with cricket and the buy-in, yes. uh, that free-to-air and, and the beautiful uh, access you can get on SCNZ as well. But it's... They're putting the Friday night NRL games kickoff will be live on Friday night kicker uh, uh, Friday nights for the whole season, and there'll be seven Warriors games in that block. So that's a whole new audience get to kind of jump on the bandwagon, feel that vibe, and be part of it. So that starts as round one. It it it's ads throughout, right? So it'll end up being about um, twelve minutes or so uh, later than than your full time uh, on watching it live, being there or um, on on pay TV. But you know that's that's not bad though in this uh, in this day and age. And same thing happening with Super Rugby on Saturday. So that's all that's all great news. But I, I like starting with the Sharks because the Sharks are a team that tests the Warriors. It's not an easy one, but it's also not an overwhelming one. Uh, getting to start at home against a, um, a team that you actually want to see them play is a bit of a rarity. So um, I, I, I'm really stoked with that. And then they're away in round two uh, to the Storm. We know that's an extremely challenging fixture, uh, but the Storm won't have uh, a huge run of form uh, on them, they would have built up any kind of momentum, just as the Warriors. So everything's achievable. Uh, and then I think it's a, a couple of uh, away, oh, a couple of home games. Sorry, uh, Christchurch gets the the Raiders, and then um, it's the the Knights again uh, in round four for the Warriors. So um, I, I like the I like the start of the draw because it's challenging. And the back end of the draw, while we don't need to get too excited or worried about it, uh, Louis, it, it comes with the finishes with a buy in round twenty seven. But the games before that is uh, the Sharkies away, Dogs at home. Uh, Seagulls away, Dolphins away, 
eels away, tigers, sorry, eels at home, tigers at home. Now, those are, if they need to get themselves or want to be in, a, in the right kind of momentum, I'm happy. They're in a good spot. Okay. What about other clubs? Is there somebody with green shoots that, or when I say somebody, is there a club with green shoots that you can see being the Warriors of last year, this year? Is there is there a club you've got your, your watchful eye on just thinking, uh, we know the, the perennial contenders, but because what I am like mildly conscious of is we still have to turn up and be better than we were last year because there's always right. a couple of teams that, that are you know, major improvers as we were. And you just don't all of a sudden want to be in that kind of like six to ten range of teams that are doing okay but, you know, haven't quite stamped their mark on the comp. But there's always – because there's always a couple of teams that come from that bottom range into that slot. Who who are they? Who are you watching for? Well, you also got to wonder who drops out, right? Because it, it, that, that cuts both ways. Is there any team that it feels does. vulnerable and doesn't have the uh, doesn't have the that same depth? And now, listen, I'm not telling you the Broncos are going to miss out on the uh, on the top eight or anything like that. And they were, you know, a great team last year, worthy grand finalists, uh, great to go. But they've lost um, Kirk Hatewell coming over to us. Uh, Herbie Tharn- Farnworth has gone to the Dolphins, and ho- so has uh, Thomas uh, Flegler. They are not a better team squad-wise. Oh, they've lost um, Keenan uh, Palacio as well to the Titans. They're not a better team than they were. They So they've, they've lost some depth in there, and they've, yes, they can bring through new blood and cover it and still be, but yeah, I'm, I'm very interested to see how they go uh, with that level of uh, focus. But the team that looks like it's got the most to gain to me, uh, and we, you see it every year because they've been on, on incredible shopping sprees, is the Bulldogs. The Doggies have got some uh, really interesting additions, including Stephen Crichton, uh, a real star gun for the Panthers. Josh Curran, Warriors fans will know him well. Uh, he's been going really good here. And, and some really handy purchases as well, like Connor Tracy from the Sharks, the fullback. Uh, Jake Turpin plays dummy half, uh, was a, a rooster. Uh Blake Tafe from uh, the Rabbitohs as well. Jamin uh, Salmon from the Panthers. Lots of guys who've got experience. Kurt Mann can play anywhere. He's been part of some successful, successful teams as well. Uh, so the, I like what they've got to do. And I'm also keeping an eye on Manly. I think Manly with the addition of Luke Brooks in the halves. Uh, he's mm-hmm. been at the Tigers for forever. Uh, changes scenery into a team that has got some you know, some power. Obviously, it all comes down to both Trebojevic as being on the, the field for regular periods as well. But they're a team that could make some strides and be dangerous because Brooks and uh, Cherry Evans looks like it could be the best halves pairing at Manly since uh, since Foran and Cherry Evans to me. So uh, there's, there's definitely scope for them to grow. I'm also keeping my eye on the Roosters as well, Louis. I really rate um, where, where this team kind of pushes themselves too because they played poorly last year by their standards and they still were a danger they've added dom young to their um to their back line as well I don't know if you remember the the giant uh englishman yeah. with the dreadlocks who yeah. killed it for the night Newcastle. part of that yep. setup dear lord i mean the talent i've got to choose from in there joey manu's apparently uh on his way to uh european well, that's rugby right. if, if we if we're here and if that's the case he is a pash he's passionate about the roosters as and he wouldn't play for another nrl team it stays at the roosters or go to rugby and he will want to make sure he goes off uh, on a big high too so look out for them and they've got uh, spencer lenu uh, from the uh, the panthers pack added to them too so that the, they were off and still managed to feature in the finals is is a danger for everybody and it's good that Luke Brooks got his uh, his visa written as well for America, <laughs> along with uh, a, a, about ha- half a dozen. <laughs> yeah, I love it how the interrupt was like, oh, yeah, we kind of need to check. Oh, visas, that'd be handy, wouldn't they? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but we're bringing you rugby story. league. Why do you want? This <laughs> is an underrated storyline. Oh, it's funny, funny, funny. Um, and and another underrated storyline. Yeah, Joey Manu. I mean, what a legend. That's what everyone wants. They want their their player to say, "Oh, I'm going to go, but I will not play for another club." He, he said, "If he comes back to the NRA, he'll play for the Tricolors, but he's off to play for Pepinion or, or Marseille or, or Racing or whoever for one point two million. US, uh, sorry, Australian a year, which is um, a staggering amount of money. So good on him, if that is true. Sam, good on you. Appreciate your time, mate. You know you got to kick on with your Friday. We'll talk again. On you, Louis. Have a good one.